forget to wear your sunscreen. Don't leave your animals or your babies in the car. That's what all the commercials are telling me. Oh, and this is Shoot the Dove. I'm having some trouble. <laughs> With the headphones? Coolly. I stopped wearing headphones. I know. How do you I feel like, about that? About you not wearing them? Yeah. Does it bother you? Does it annoy you? Do you hate me? Well, I do like to control everything about other people. Right. You know? I know. This is this is so, who you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm really upset. It's triggering me on all these levels. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, deal with it. No, I don't mind it. I like I like being able to hear what is happening. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes I'll hear like my computer in the background or something and then I can adjust it. I became very aware that I was affecting my voice for certain tones when I wear headphones. You play you play into the headphones. That I play into my headphones. Yeah. I was becoming more and more aware at how taken I was with my own voice. Oh. <laughs> at least you're so, able to admit it. No, seriously. It's like, you know, oh, I like it when my voice does that. Oh, I'm going to do more of that. I should do okay. this with my voice. <laughs> it is like, fun. If you do have a nice pair of headphones and you have a recording studio like yeah, we yeah, do, yeah, yeah. it can be fun to goof off. Yeah. I, I was just the problem was I wasn't goofing off anymore. It was just becoming totally vain. To, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> vain and and affected. Right. Like it, it became less and less more natural me. And my goal is more always radio guy. Yeah. My goal is always just to be myself. Right. So that's what we want to do. We just want to hang out. And without headphones helps me do that more. There is also the neck pain, which we haven't gotten into, which is a little weird. That but I do find this this. I don't. I believe you. Yeah. So it's not like me questioning it. Right. I just find that really fascinating that you're it's actually having pain. Even though the cord's loose, the, it's that still... it's connected to something makes my muscles tighten up in a weird way. Uh-huh. Like, because I don't want to mess it up or you whatever. You know what everybody's so, thinking. What? Wireless. <laughs> yeah. The fewer waves we have going through this room, the better for quality, though. <laughs> yes. Because it's just, it can get electronically loud in this room. In this this house... You know, where the bunker's located. Lots, you, lots of signals going around. We have uh, cameras, laptops, uh, everything's plugged in, mm-hmm. lights. Yeah. And then in every room of this home are smart speakers. Smart lights. And sensors to detect mm-hmm. what the temperature, temperature? is. Temperature, yeah. There's one of those in here, too. So I have a friend who's highly concerned with all the different waves that are going through our bodies yeah. at any given time. Yeah. Um, it's like Better Call Saul. I know you've never seen the show, but one of the characters yeah. definitely deals with that. We have we have all of these electronic waves, and that I think this is one of the reasons we're supposed to go out into nature, leave it nah. all behind, take off your shoes, and put your feet on the ground. Nah. I, the same friend um, has plans to create a, a little foot garden where, like, you go out, <laughs> you take off your shoes, and you kind of like you get your feet in the uh-huh. soil, you know. Yeah. And then you reach down and you touch a piece of copper and yeah. it just helps you. Wow. A foot garden sounds like something a serial killer has. That's true. You know, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot. Of, Can we not call it a foot garden? I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts and I can't believe I didn't hear that we coming out of my mouth. We just discovered the killer's Gross. foot garden and no. uh, we're worried the torso garden's around no, here somewhere no, too. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, moving on. You ready to shoe a dough? Let's shoe a dough. All right. Uh, how about some news? Some shoes news. before shoe news. Yeah, before we head into uh, 
perusing and story time and all that kind of fun stuff. And we like to keep you guys updated as Absolutely. best we can. So we have uh, wanted to go two times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my schedule with my child has been shifting around as I'm continuing to find the mm-hmm. best childcare options for yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And so right now, uh, I don't have childcare on Thursdays. So I'm going to be full-time mom on Thursdays, meaning... That we're going to continue to do Shudado just once a week for now. Yep, going to be a weekly podcast now. And uh, then we're going to wait to announce a bi-weekly podcast until I am for sure able to secure childcare. Because I'm tired of this whole, like, we're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah, and even last week we were like, hey, this week we get to do two, and then we didn't do two. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, maybe we should just be honest with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the, on on the other side of things, Aaron is percolating on another podcast idea. Always. I can't, he help, can't help it. it. He can't help My it. My brain wants to create stuffs. Yeah. Yeah. You need what we need. I mean, this is genuine honesty. Mm-hmm. So we need someone that does independently wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't need to work. Uh-huh. That can just come do life with us and, and help us have, maintain all well, the things. Well, and we can have <laughs> the ideas and then pay other people to do them. See, we that's can, where it gets really beautiful. We can do our part, and then we tell you what we need to do after that, and you just take so it. So if, if you're independently wealthy. Don't want to get paid. <laughs> and, yeah, that's right. To, to do all the things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and possibly man. not even get on a microphone. This isn't yeah. about you. This is about us wanting to use you. Well, we, that's right. <laughs> this, this isn't about you. This is about you being used. This Come is on. about you having fulfillment in your life. By serving the needs of the studio. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that sounds so. And amazing. your name has to start with N. You know, it just it has For to be DNA. an N. Then it be still be Studio DNA. Could See? be Norbert. Right, Norbert. Of course, an independently wealthy person named Norbert. <laughs> I cannot wait to meet you. I almost said man, and I was like, no, woman could be named Norbert. Sure. We live in 2019. Uh, I will also say this is going to uh, impact the fact that we won't be doing peruse every week. Uh, we will be interspersing other of the segments we like from Shu on Tuesdays. Uh, and also the podcast, you know, make more come out Wednesdays than Tuesdays just because the editing schedule and all that kind of stuff. So you're pretty we, much looking at a weekly Wednesday podcast. Sh- we should just do uh, we should do what um, Jenna Marbles does. Mm-hmm. It's it's just every talk, week. Talk about our dogs all the time. Every, and every Tuesday slash do Wednesday. Make, do drunk every Wednesday tutorials. slash Thursday. No. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think what but Jenna she, Marbles does. She says we release every slash slash. So she's like Wednesday slash Thursday. Okay. So, we will, yes. This will so be a Tuesday weekly podcast Wednesday. that we'll release every Tuesday slash Wednesday. Yeah. And, uh, and we're excited. So New Music Digest will be still be monthly. We'll fall in this slot monthly. We'll do a random tandem every once in a while. Hopefully even, uh, you know, some of the deeper ones that we like. Um, but some of the we're NLS. not going to peruse every single episode. No, of course you not. Guys, we have to switch it up a little bit. Although I love bringing you some of the crazy things that I find. Uh, you got any story time this week? Yeah, I've got so much story time. Tell me about it. I got a gift for my dad for Father's Day, and I've already told him about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been through this. You you don't wait until it's gift giving time. <laughs> I can't. Well, I was really excited about this. Oh, super, super impulsive purchase. Like one of those things where I'm like, oh, maybe I should have thought that through or read reviews. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. researched a little bit. It's another sign, by the way, that you are one of your love languages is gifts. Yeah, it, it Probably is. Yeah. I, I think I have three of the love languages easy. So I don't. I we don't, all have a little bit like, of all of them. I don't like that whole love language thing. It's like I can't be defined. Um, well, let but, me tell you about Enneagram. No, go ahead. I can't be defined there either. 
I'm a six slash seven slash seven slash eight. It's weird. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? I don't know, but I'm a 41 in Enneagram. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. I um was watching this video on a social media site that I like to go to. Mm-hmm. And it was this lady who was wearing this these headphones um, and she was able to hear for the first time because mm. something had happened to her uh, her ear. She still had like the ability to like her inner ear was still there, but she couldn't actually she hear still had her it. ossicles. She, her ossicles were in there somewhere, okay. but these these headphones they send the sound through your jaw. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So it bypasses. That's it, what that's what my Google uh the Google the Google thing that failed that I had. Google Glass. Google Glass. That's what Google Glass did. Yeah, that's right. Because it had the thing on the mm-hmm. side where it would. Yep. Yeah. So this is they're called aftershocks, and they're the same thing. It's just an open ear headphone. And so it transmits the sound through like the, the top part of your jaw that doesn't move, you mm-hmm. know, on your cheekbone. I guess I should say your cheekbone. Yeah. Yeah. And then it uh, vibrates that bone, which, you know, goes back into your inner ear. Right. Thereby allowing you to hear yep. sound. And so my dad, um, there was a couple things that were in, that were impressive to me about this little video that I saw. One was obviously that this leaves your ears open. My dad is a bus driver, so that's really good so that there's nothing inside your ears. Mm-hmm. But two, it was that she had this app, I think, that was open on her phone. And I, this is where I should have done a little bit more research, but just decided I was like, I was like, buy it, click. <laughs> okay. um, because you can turn on this app essentially. And then as long as it's on, it kind of acts as a microphone type thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think my dad might be losing his hearing just a bit. So this is potentially a way for him to maybe bypass having to have really expensive, uh, what are they called? Hearing aids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and try something else that he could just t- put on whenever he really needs it. And then just right. turn the volume up a little bit and someone can talk into the phone and he can, hear better so i don't know just a way for us to sort of test that without having to purchase really expensive stuff it's so, interesting I'm i love really technology curious. it's it's on its way i'm getting text updates uh, oh. as far as where it is and its path to my home right now so i'm really excited to see it so he he knows about it already oh yeah i told him about it instantly i couldn't help it <laughs> my when mom, is father's day today my i don't even know my mother was like you can't even help it you know you you can't even i'm like you're the one that taught this to me like you passed this on to me this isn't my fault this is you mom i was real i really wanted to tell him about about it and also kind of gauge his response and i think he's excited to try him cool. so anyways that's my story time. i passed something on to my kids too Uh-oh. um my occasional absent-mindedness uh so i <laughs> It's a really kind of a sweet thing, but one of my children, who I, I will not name, uh, you know, uh, names have been withheld for the protection of the innocent or it guilty. It was Justin, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got home from a trip recently and was like, did mom bring my suitcase in? It's probably Ethan. Uh, why are you trying to guess? Just because I can. <laughs> Did mom bring my suitcase in? I was like, no, you know. That. No, Christian, go get it yourself. <laughs> Come on, Austin. <laughs> there you go. You name okay, them I all. Did all. I'm name, done. I, there I we got go. Running out. gag has finished. Thank you. I just wanted to get I'm out of them. kids. <laughs> um, so, so I was like, no, you should talk to your mom. She's like, no, I didn't bring it in. And he's like, I can't find it anywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> he left it in the parking lot of the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> six hours away 
and uh, just realized it when he got home. Just left it sitting in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. You know, just out in the middle of the parking lot. So we called the hotel and They're they, like, they yeah, found it. Of yeah, course we found yeah, it. We've got your bag it was blocking here. traffic. Yeah, it'll cost, you know, $150 to ship an entire suitcase or whatever. Uh. So we're trying to figure out what we want to do with it. We're like, do you really need all those clothes? <laughs> 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 you know, what kind of shopping spree could you do for $150 to replace oh, your clothing? No. What else was in there? Um, I, You know, toiletry, just travel stuff, okay. you know, deodorant, toothbrush. So nothing major. I don't think that he had his phone. I don't know if chargers were in there. That kind of. No, I think he had his chargers, too. OK, so. So, yeah, just go get some new clothes, man. <laughs> I don't know. 150 bucks. We'll for see some what new happens. Clothes. But here's the sweet part. Um, when he realized what he had done, he started crying. <gasps> he was really sad. Okay, like that I mean, was Ethan. It was really <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought, I thought we were done. I but did no, too. No. I did too. Um, He's just so sweet, that no, kid. No, and not in in when my boys cry, like all of them, when when they cry, it's very deep it's a deep thing that something's affecting them mm-hmm. and and he was just like i feel so stupid and i was Aww. like i have so been there when you feel so like you can't believe how stupid you are and and it just bothers you and i was like buddy let me tell you stories let of what me I've tell done. you a story and i gave him a big hug <laughs> i actually I said, left you <laughs> in the parking in a lot. parking lot at a hotel, at a hotel once, once. <laughs> this is part of you. now when it was me it was on purpose but <laughs> Oh, that's so sensitive. Yeah, no, no, no. It was super sweet. And I told him the story of when I left the, the vehicle running for <laughs> yeah in a parking lot at a hotel, by the way. Uh, for, for the whole day. Yeah, like six hours because um, we you know joined vehicles. I just hopped into the new vehicle and left the old one, <laughs> left the other one just running. He's in it running, closed up. Oh, no. Um, and so that, that made him smile a little bit and, and laugh. And I think there's something pretty incredible about sharing our failures with each other and just the idea that you know we don't hear enough what being human is really like and the failures that come along with it so that was a that was that was a moment between us you know based on our mutual absent-mindedness yeah those are the lessons that teach you things though Mm -hmm. it's when something like that happens that you're like okay now i have a checklist, a new checklist in my mind whenever <laughs> I go somewhere. Oh, did my suitcase get into the vehicle? It, it, uh, those lessons are hard, though. Oh, yeah. what a sweet kid. So, yeah, somewhere six hours away is all my son's stuff. The, the bad thing is he had gone away for a couple weeks. And so, like, he had his entire, you know, closet. All of his wardrobe. And, like, all of his clothes are in that bag. Well, so. when I came in to today... One of your sons, it was Ethan, was on the couch upstairs. Uh-huh. And I love it whenever I come in because he's he's like, he never, he always has like pajama bottoms on, mm-hmm. but he's usually not wearing a shirt. Yeah. And he always goes, <laughs> like a little mouth, <laughs> and he'll grab a pillow and just cover over his chest. Uh-huh. So I can't gauge it on that because he, I don't know if it's Ethan. Because he, he has. Because Ethan's always naked he's anyway. He's always naked anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't be able to guess anyway, because uh, I gave several of my sons like old clothing of mine yesterday and they just kind of led to that. It was one of those things where it's like, here, Ethan, here's some stuff of mine you might be able to wear. And then I was like, I don't wear this anymore. I don't wear this anymore. You know, what did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Perfect. I love it when I'm right. So anyways, uh, yeah, that was a beautiful moment yesterday. Oh, that's cool. Well, I hope he feels better. Yeah. We all we all do stuff. We could all share stories. Oh man, it's true. 
I mean, when we did absentmindedness on the radio, the phones lit up for oh, days. Yeah. So that was a super fun one, especially yeah. when it re- regards food. You should tell him the food one of the guy that like almost burnt his house down because he ran out of the house and or do you remember the person who tried to boil eggs but then left it running so long that the water boiled out and it just scorched all the eggs Mm -hmm. (laughs) remember that person no that was a dumb person (laughs) that's such a stupid girl that would do that i was trying to cook boiled eggs by smell yes <laughs> yeah i forgot that part yeah, of the story that's the other part i'll know when the story. eggs are boiled because i'll smell I'll them smell them when they're <laughs> you done you sure smell them all right just like when you cook pizza in the oven start smelling when it's that's good right. and done boiled eggs must be the same same way thank you instapot for never having that happen again oh we all learn <laughs> studio dna presents perose of the news every day so many things happen around this crazy world of ours and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about join them on a journey of the wonderful a journey of the strange a journey of adventure and here come our hosts now welcome it's aaron and me hi <sighs> crowd goes wild is that what that was uh you ready to uh do some perusing yes let's shall we peruse the news mm-hmm. who's, who's first this week i'm gonna start okay uh because aliens are real and we have to talk about it oh no this is a new york times article all okay. right can we start there this is the new york times and they have... this is not oddity central Where no exactly get in fact uh, i'll be going there today the title is wow what is that Navy pilots report unexplained flying objects. So they did a series of investigations into a series of unexplained flying objects that happened. They're drones. Come on, people. Well, stay with me here. So they started seeing these things uh, as early as the 80s. And when they, drones were at their peak of popularity, right? And they couldn't they couldn't figure out what they were. They couldn't, didn't really have the technology to like they sighted them, them, but mm-hmm. they weren't on the radar, any of that kind of stuff. Well, then they upgraded their radar, and all of a sudden the radar was picking these whatever these things are up, and so they were able to see them more and more. And they basically look like spinning tops, but they kind of rotate, and they've got video of these things. You know, the planes have taken video of them, and they can't figure out what they are. Because they're going at supersonic speeds, so they're not they're not an animal that we know of. There is no animal we know of that can, you know, go that fast. Uh, and they're also making right angle turns at supersonic speeds. So they're like, which is so common. I mean, our <laughs> technology has been able to do that since uh, like the twenties. That is death. That is death for any human. Uh, as 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 the pilots say, going fast doesn't kill you. Stopping and starting does. Um, and that's, that is immediately changing direction would kill you at those speeds. So they, they know it's not humans in something. So they're just trying to figure out what these things are. And it all kind of culminated with, uh, one of them almost running in to one of the planes. Oh no. And the visual they described was a cube encased in a sphere. Um, so the Borg. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And so they just have they still they just have still have no idea what they are and trying to figure it out. And do you believe in aliens? Do I believe when you read something like this that's from, you know, the New York Times mm-hmm. or a source that they're yeah. like they're you know, does this something that you're like, we're not alone in this in this universe? I've always said it would not 
I would not be the one of the ones going, they I'm could. so shocked if we discovered that there was some form of life. They're listening. Different in the universe. To our show right now. <laughs> That's right. Um, I would not be shocked uh, if there were some form of life across the universe somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, do I believe that we will ever come in contact with a different form of life? No, I don't. They're too smart for that. Well, it's not that they're too smart. I just don't they're all know. brain. I think I am of the opinion now, based on uh, uh, artificial intelligence research, mm-hmm. that we are probably the most advanced life form in the universe. Um, because we're just 20 years away from super artificial intelligence, supposedly, which when that happens becomes something that makes universe travel, those kind of things, uh, possible, you know, to solve those but, kind of but problems. If so. these aliens are visiting us and they already know that stuff. What mm-hmm. make, well, how, how are we more, um, intelligent? I'm saying they're not. I'm saying, I'm saying if, if there were, if there were another civilization of uh-huh. life, right. That had reached the, you know, artificial super intelligence, uh-huh. it would have impacted our planet in some way or another because there are consequences of artificial that already. Right. Somehow. The consequences of artificial super intelligence are either complete destruction, destruction of, everything. of everything or utopia, complete utopia. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that's the when Jesus comes back. <laughs> well, maybe we'll Jesus is the artificial intelligence. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what does that even mean? But anyways, so my guess is it's a natural ph- phenomenon of some sort that just is happening and we're just trying to figure out that we've never seen before because, you know, our technology is advancing. Hmm. So, you know, ball lightning or something or I don't know. That's my guess. Cool. I would say it was just software malfunction, like it's some sort of remnant in the software, mm-hmm. uh, right. except for there are visual accounts, too. So right, right. with eyeballs. So I don't know. We'll see. But it's certainly interesting, right? I totally believe it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You think it, do you think it's a, a different kind of life? 100%. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I've told you why before, too. No. Yeah, I have. Okay. Oh, but you died, so um, I'll <laughs> you remind, remind you. I can't tell you who it is because they've asked to never be ever, mm-hmm. like, mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, is their name Zorg? But if I told you who it was, you would believe me. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's how that person is. Okay. Okay. And they've seen, they've seen one, um, they've seen a UFO uh-huh. with their own eyes. Yeah. Very, very close up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like they touched it. Uh, it stayed a uh, perfect distance from them as they walked towards it. So they mm. didn't get a chance to touch it, but they could see in the window. That could be a natural phenomenon. And they saw a face in the window. <laughs> is their own face reflected? No. <laughs> that's fun it's so fun fun. so since i've known that for a really long time i've always believed that there's other stuff going on so that stuff just makes me smile yeah it's (laughs) it's interesting i mean i hope they're nice right like i hope they're neighborly (laughs) no i hope they're a bunch of meanies um okay so i am going to which one do i transition to after that Let's transition to what to do if you're lost in the woods. Okay. So, <laughs> um, lifehacker.com has this article and I clicked on it to read it because uh, this is about um, Amanda Eller. Did you see this person in the news? No. Okay. So she is um, 
I think like a health slash yoga instructor. And she uh, is, I think she's either Hawaiian or she was visiting Hawaii and she was hiking and she got lost in the woods. And so there was a search for her. And it's just this really interesting story um, because success, they did find her, but it took 17 days for them to find her. And uh, they had sent out a helicopter and she kind of walked out into like this open area in between these two waterfalls and was waving and was seen when she Mm -hmm. had, I think she had like either fractured her leg or really hurt her leg. And she had a sunburn that was so bad it was infected and she had been surviving on berries I and, love survival stories. Yeah. And so this is one of those survival stories. So now because this has been so public and everyone's just really excited that she's, you know, at the hospital and she's recovering and she's okay. This article is kind of covering what to do if you get lost in the woods. Oh, if you've okay. never thought about this before. Yeah. And so I thought this was kind of an interesting angle on it because we know she's okay. We know how she survived. I know the answer to this question, by the way. Okay. It's one step. Don't go outside. <laughs> If you're lost in the woods, you've already messed. You've up. already messed up your 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 list. <laughs> you should never leave number the one. House. Don't leave your home. The first thing is to stop, sit down, don't panic, and stay where you are. Okay. Then you think about your situation and where you're located, and mm-hmm. that this kind makes of thing. Sense. Yep. Uh, then you observe the area around you, try to gather information. Do you know where you are? Are there signs of where you mm-hmm. are? Just kind of think things through, and then you just plan according to action. Like, how are you going to make sure that you're trying to stay in one area so you can be found while also surviving? Things like that. And then th- there's a section that says plan ahead. Well, by the time you're lost, it's obviously too late to plan ahead. But and then they go into this whole thing about, you know, <laughs> that's you what need, I'm saying. Plan you ahead. To, you need to tell people where you're going. You need to make sure you've got batteries for your phone. Uh, bring your survival gear and try to find an effective way to communicate if you're disconnected. And I also learned something when I was reading, reading this part, which is that even if your phone is turned off, I guess they can ping it for your mm-hmm. location. Yeah. Which kind of scares me, but whatever. Um, and if I'm lost, do it. Um, so you can turn your phone off and save batteries and they can still ping your phone. But it's like, here's the process. You go lost. Somebody has to report you lost. And then they wait 24 hours before they start hunting for you. And then they go try to hunt for you. So you're going to be in the woods for a while. Yeah. So if you want to conserve battery life or whatever, you can turn your phone off and then figure out how you're going to survive. And like what... Um, what she did, what Amanda did was only drink water that she could see clearly through. And that way it would reduce her chances of getting, you know, sick, a, yeah, a sickness mm-hmm. on top of just not feeling great. Right. And then the berries and stuff. Um, I think she probably knew how to forage a little bit because of her experience with hiking. Mm-hmm. So something else to keep in mind before you go out hiking is potentially to either bring a forage book or, <laughs> or not leave your home. Or, or not leave your home. <laughs> I was going to say know which berries are to, are good. But, right. You know, that works yeah. too. So I just thought this was fascinating. And I love, I like you, I love survival stories. Did you I ever love, see 127 hours? Is that the one in the um, uh, valley, the gorge? Yeah, he gets his arm caught and he has to cut it off himself. Yeah, I didn't see that part. <laughs> um, I think It's I, fascinating. I think I chose, did you, did you, there was a guy recently that got, his leg caught mm-hmm. in a, a combine machine yeah. and he cut it off. Yep. He said he didn't feel anything because he was in so much adrenaline. Yep. Why do he does that? That is when you make that choice. Don't right. wait for the adrenaline to wear off and then do it. <laughs> I thought you were saying, don't make it ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make it now. Don't you don't need to think now. about that now. <laughs> no, just when in you're getting moment, sucked into a machine. That's when you can think about it, but don't think about that right now. 
<laughs> he like thank god he had a i think it was like a pocket knife what a tiny little thing that's what that's the 127 hours thing too i mean i guess it works mm-hmm. he was filming the whole thing in 127 hours too he had a camera and he filmed his own arm removal mm-hmm. yeah i think so I know he filmed a lot of it. I mean, maybe he wow. just filmed like diary type stuff. So if people, when people found Man. him, hey guys, whatever. oh, that's so scary. I always used to read the, I forget what it was called, but in the, uh, is it, is it Reader's Digest used to have like a survival, like a survival story? Thing. That sounds right. Like segment in it. I always read the jokes. When it, when I was at my grandma, she had Reader's Digest. Yeah, and I was yeah, always my like, grandma oh, what's, too. What's, what's, the, what's the survival one in this one? Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> I would always go to the joke part. Well, I would read the jokes too. Yeah, those, those <laughs> were always fun. Anyway. That is that one. If you want to read more about Amanda, she uh, you can just kind of search. It's, it's all over the news right now because she just was rescued, I think, like on the 27th. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, my second story. Driving in flip flops isn't illegal, but you can still be fined thousands if this happens. Little clickbaity title. But if this happens. If this, what do you think this is? Uh, if you're pulled over and your flip-flop is caught underneath, wedged underneath the, what are the pedals Uh (laughs) that, then you can't move your car very well. Yeah. That is bad. That is bad. And that's why it's not recommended to wear flip-flops when you drive is because they can actually catch the pedals in weird ways and make you have a much more difficult time controlling your car. And that's basically all the article is saying is that it's not illegal, but if you get into an accident because your flip-flop flip-flops on you right then you you could get like you know reckless driving misdemeanor you know do birkenstocks count as flip-flops birkenstocks no if you've got a if you've got a heel piece a heel piece you know like a birkenstocks usually come across the back of the ankle right uh no no i'm actually wearing birkenstocks now i'll show show you is this a flip-flop um yeah that's a flip-flop oh no I mean, it's not as dangerous as like the literal. You're saying it needs a sh- what we would call thongs, right? The That's thongs, what I was thinking. Yeah, the thongs that just have the one between the big toe. The one and, that makes the. You know, the thing we think of as thong is called a thong because of the shoe. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Of the way the shoe goes between the big toe and no, the we, we, second toe. We've had this so, conversation. Okay, before, all right. I was just making sure, and I remember feeling awkward then, just like I do now. <laughs> I don't know why. But. Um, probably thong in the butts um so yeah so anyways when you've got that flat surface and then very little you know string material you're saying that it has if you have a heel section that's holding the shoe to your heel not a flip-flop not a flip-flop technically what you're wearing could be considered a flip-flop but it's pretty secure and in your your uh soles are thick that's true right and so there's a little (laughs) little less i've always been different than a thick thole i i've been told i have an old soul And a thick soul. Yes. Was it by somebody with a lisp? Because they could have been insulting you. Oh, didn't think about that. Uh, this is, you know, again, if you're going to wear flip flops, take them off and drive barefoot. Like, that's the thing. I drive barefoot a lot. And people think that's illegal. Totally not illegal. No. And a lot safer. In fact, it's actually safer than driving with shoes on. Yeah, you can feel so everything. You can. Because so. your foot's there. <laughs> and we have a lot of sensors in our feet, in our hands. The only thing about driving barefoot that I have been told, and people are right, even though I don't always do it, you should take a pair of shoes with you just in case anything happens and you need to walk somewhere, or that kind of stuff. Or you get lost. You drive into the middle of the woods for some reason. You never know. <laughs> 
What if you just veer off on no. accident and all of a sudden you're in Wilson's Creek? And at least, at least if you brought something, you'll have your thong with you to, That's to right. wear. So two thongs even. <laughs> Um, I'm going to continue on with my obsession with things that may or may not be true from the nice. Asian culture uh, of medical drama. Nice. I have no idea why I keep finding these, but I find them fascinating. This happened in Hong Kong, supposedly. Um, and, you know, true to shoot the dope Or as some of us say, supposedly. With the B? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard some that a lot. Some of us also say warsh. <laughs> I don't... It's, it's a little more drastic. Uh... Here's a title. Constipation. I'm sorry. That's just the one I'm doing right now. Constipation <laughs> allegedly causes women to temporarily lose 10 years worth of memories. Hmm. And I love this because I know you immediately are like, whatever. That's a lot of crap. <laughs> um, Literally. I'm going to skip over reading some of this and just kind of hit the high points of it. The high is... points of an article about memory <laughs> loss constipation? Yes. Please hit the high points. Apparently, you can strain so much mm-hmm. during your bowel movements mm-hmm. that you can cut off oxygen to your brain. Yeah, that's where the famous phrase comes from. What's the famous phrase? Protect your brain, never strain. <laughs> So I can remember this. <laughs> Your mom never taught you that growing up? Well, I don't believe you at all. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I don't. I, it, it is a thing now. This is something that I will teach Iris. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Protect your brain. Never, never strain. Oh. Okay. Anyway, let's just rally and get to this one. <laughs> um, many people are saying this whole thing is fake. However... There is a neurosurgeon uh, named Peng Huayong. I'm sorry. No, it's a good try. It's a good try. Uh, it may have been right, as far as I know. Jai uh, Zhang? I don't know. Um, that said that in rare cases, people do experience amnesia as a side effect uh, from overstraining in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because really it's happen. an oxygen loss thing. It's yep. yep. And in this case, she had short-term amnesia uh, when she came out of the bathroom just imagine she goes in she has maybe mm-hmm. the dump of her life who knows this was she said she was constipated for a quite a long time wow. maybe her diet was really bad and i don't know that's but, some pain so she comes out and she doesn't remember like major things for the last 10 years and her family is going what is wrong with you so they took her to the doctor and then after a, a few like eight hours i think it was she started to get regain her memories mm-hmm. and so then they were trying to figure out well what happened and you can have temporarily temporary memory loss from overstraining yeah. on anything on anything this just happens, this happens to be giving constipation birth sometimes too <gasps> oh that i mean constipation and giving birth have been compared before like there is can you imagine like you know 10 years of your life has gone by you don't remember getting married you don't remember even getting pregnant you don't know anything like the last thing i remember i was doing crazy stuff with my friends when i was in my early 20s and now here i'm pushing out a kid who are you people <laughs> oh i remember now love you <laughs> yeah that'd be cool amnesia what weird. a ride amnesia is weird there's a great episode of radio lab i think it is oh yeah uh it's either this american life or radio lab where they talk about this this thing that happens with people where they get in an amnesic loop 
where I think it's called Loops. I think the name of the episode is Loops. And so basically what happens is Uh, every seven minutes or nine minutes, they go go amnesiac again. And what happens is they have the exact same conversation with the people time and time again. And it just kind of shows that as much as we like to think we're unique and different and we're the smartest race in the entire universe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We just we uh, we just ask the We're same questions, fish. and it's it's crazy listening to this woman ask the same questions over and over um, in the exact same order, and then tell the exact same joke. No, yeah, it's, I'm so afraid of that happening as my husband gets older. Because he tells the same jokes now, and I'm like, when we're 90, <laughs> this is going to be you on repeat, and I can't handle it now, so I'm worried. Yeah, no, if you haven't listened to Loops, it's a good one. I, I will, because that was one of the things we were worried about with you, is, yeah. you know, with you not having brain function or oxygen to your brain for a certain mm-hmm. period of time there. Yeah. We're really worried about that. Yep. And here you are. Yeah. You haven't looped yet. Nope. Nope. That's because... Well, don't strain when you poop, okay? That's because I protect my brain and never strain. Well, good for you. Thank you. Healthy pooping patterns. I mean, if we want to, if we want to be honest here, and we want to go there, like straining is never good. There's lots of reasons that you shouldn't strain when you're having a large bowel movement. That's yes. Let's go there. Do you want to? Like, no. I mean, yeah, that's not a great conversation to be having. Yeah. Shall we move on? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Let's just skip ahead. To this part where you talk about your final one. Um, my final one is a heartfelt one. Can we end with with some feels? Um, well, it's not going to end on you. It's going to end oh, on me. Oh, that's right. That's true. I well, can, can double I up. End? Can I end on some feels? Yeah. Uh, did you see the post office guy on his last day? No. That's been floating around. Oh, this is great. Uh, so he's been the postman for this Georgia neighborhood for 35 years, nearly 35 years. And it was his final day and people knew about it. And a reporter just kind of followed him on his last day. And every house they went to, somebody was bringing him a gift or telling him a story. Or, you know, there was a little girl that dressed up as him for career day. Uh, you Aww. know, so the 35 years of delivering these people mail, these people's mail in basically his impact on them was just because he was personal with them. Like he was. You know, he would hand deliver the mail to them if he could, and he would give the kids lollipops and ask them, you know, how their day was going. Don't and take lollipops from strangers. <laughs> well, he's not a stranger at some point, right? Like, I guess after thirty years, maybe. Right. It's like you know, your he hasn't been bank arrested teller yet, so. or you know, or your pastor. You know, like it's it's kind of it's an interesting thing to see this, and then they surprised him after his final work day. With a huge block party with like 300 people showed up and they, you know, did a potluck. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. So See, to me, this is all about that kind of a community. This is mm-hmm. the sort of neighborhood I want to live in where yeah. you know each other, you care about each other, you're trying to engage with each other. I want to live in a neighborhood that does something like that, that na- that notices the mailman because mm-hmm. I don't even know my mail person. I'm sorry, mail person. I am yeah. very nice when I go to the post office. But I don't have a personal relationship with the post office well, person. Well, and, and I think a lot of it, too, is just times are different. And the U.S. Postal Service is, is also under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because they have to deliver they're collapsing. Tons. People aren't sending. Well, they aren't. People aren't sending mail anymore. So they have financial problems. Yeah. All the mail they're delivering is bulk mail. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't say all, but most of it. Um, so it's, it's fascinating to kind of see a different approach 
that whole thing. But I think it's also a good reminder that no matter what you do, like you can impact people's lives. You know, you can take the time to. That's awesome. Be personable. That is a good story. It's a lesson I should learn. I'm glad I didn't end on the poop story. I'm glad I put that right in the middle. Um, and I would highly recommend checking out the, the, the Twitter video. feed and the video. What's his so, name? Do you remember? Yeah, Floyd. Floyd. Mr. Floyd. Aww. They called him. What a great name. Yep. Uh, my last one is Anti-Temptation Safe. Let's you lock away things you love for set periods of time. Ooh, I've heard of this kind of thing. So this is essentially something that's a, is a kitchen safe item. It's sold on Amazon Japan. It's made in the United States, but it's really gaining popularity in Japan. You can still, you can get them for yourself, but essentially it's a plastic container. Think about like a big uh, container that you might put like cereal in or something mm-hmm. that's kind of square. And then it has a lid on the top and a timer is set on it and it will seal it shut uh, for however long you set the timer for and you cannot open it until it releases the lock and they are expensive too so it's like a hundred over a hundred dollars for one of them so it's not like oh i want my phone back and you can break it open but that's right. essentially what people are doing they're putting their phones in there medication food anything you can kind of think of mm-hmm. that is a distraction uh, a nintendo switch uh remote controls are just, parents using this as discipline for what for their kids like oh, hey know. if you don't get your grades up your switch is going in the the special no-no box and and not we're not unlocking it until graduation <laughs> well it depends on what you did a long time depends, your switch is grounded for you know three weeks or four weeks i don't know how everyone is using it um as far as like that's where my parent brain went at least well that's because you're a parent yeah for me i'm like oh yeah put my phone in there like remove complete temptation you're shaking your head so for hard. what being connected to the world so for what an easier life like what i did like your phone is a help oh you are in denial in so <laughs> many ways i don't know how to help you <laughs> i need an intervention you might need maybe i get one of these for you for me mm-hmm. i steal your phone one day stick it in there and don't oh, tell you oh Wow, things just happened. In your brain? Yeah, like we weren't friends anymore. <laughs> you couldn't get over that. It's like, unlock the safe, Danae! What a, what a, what a betrayal of trust. <laughs> wow. That'd be rough. Like, for this will get good. used for pranks, though. Oh, absolutely. This will get used for pranks. Oh, yeah. And that whole moment, like people will want to catch on film that whole, mom- that whole moment where somebody's like, no, seriously, get it out. And they're like, no, seriously, it's, it, it's, it's in there for a month. <laughs> 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 and the person's like, no, seriously, time for the prank. And they're like, nope, prank will end in a month. Well, you can you can just break it open and then your friend is out 117 bucks and shame on them for pulling a prank on you so. does it look destructible i thought it would be pretty uh you know it's plastic oh, okay and and the lid it looks like it kind of has one of those um seals on it where it sort of like sucks the air out a right. bit, and then yeah, the yeah, air yeah. seals itself shut i think this is actually i was shown... imagining a safe i was imagining mm. an actual safe no. that literally would not open no it, it, for think, a think more like square tupperware you know probably about what two three gallons and there's different sizes so that you can you know if you've got something where you're just trying to put your snacks inside of it like Mm -hmm. put your m&ms in there because or whatever yeah you could break through that yeah if you really melt through it actually like with your blowtorch yeah that you you also bought on amazon i just find this to be an interesting thing that is gaining in popularity and for me it reminded me my husband and i are doing something we started it this last weekend and we're going to go through labor day 
every Saturday, we have our phones off. From the time that Iris wakes up until the time she goes to bed, we are choosing to completely disconnect from sure. all uh, uh, all that is our phone. If somebody needs to get a hold of us, I have a smartwatch and I will see if it's an emergency. But other than that, we don't have access. Yeah. Um, we do have some ground rules. If you've got to go to the bathroom and it's going to take longer than two minutes, take your phone with you. <laughs> because, as we've said, protect your brain. That's right. Don't strain. Distract yourself. You may yourself. need to be in there for a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, we still can, can look at them. But we're just using willpower <laughs> <laughs> instead of these boxes. But it is an interesting concept to, I don't know, I, I can see this thing, is, like you said, getting popular in unique ways with parents or as, as pranks, too. So Yeah. No, that's definitely fascinating. <laughs> I'm really going to have to, like, when the show is over, we're going to have to talk about the whole, like, me doing that to you and how immediately you broke eye contact, looked away, <laughs> clenched your jaw. Your no, I'm, smile, I'm still giving you the side eye right your, now. Oh, yeah. Your smile faded and you immediately like, oh, we're not friends anymore. So I did. It's been eight years, but I think I finally found the Trust one is thing important to me. <laughs> that I could do. That would just completely just ruin stuff between us. And there's part of me that wants to do it now just to test to see. Just to test? <laughs> well, I will be honest with you. No, no, no. Our I friendship won't. is stronger than than my addiction to my phone. It is titanium. <laughs> well, actually, in this case, it's plastic. Thanks, guys, so much for listening to this episode of Shoe the Dough. We would really appreciate it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Mm -hmm. You can choose whatever stars you want, and you can choose whatever words you want. But if you put them there so other people can find the show, we would really appreciate it. And, of course, tell your friends that Shoe the Dough is back and will release an episode every week on Tuesday slash Wednesday. If you want to be a Shoe the Dough member and get access to bonus episodes from Shoe the Dough and the entire Studio DNA podcast network, we have one level of membership. It is just $3 a month, and that supports the entire network that Shoe the Dough launched. And uh, you can do that at Patreon, patreon.com slash studio DNA. We want to thank Phil for helping us with all things podcast and Chris Tilly for composing the music for Shoe the Dough. And again, thanks to you, our supporters at Patreon and also our friends and fans who are excited to hear the show come back. It is a fun thing for Aaron and I to do, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Here's an email address for you. Feedback at shoe the dough dot com. Bye. Bye.